0: Ladies and gents, this is the moment you've waited for.
1: Live in the entertainment capital of the world.
2: Aces with Lovestock picked up by Gray. She can go coast to coast. There's three. There's two. She's gonna launch from three. Chelsea Gray, four, three. Unbelievable. <laughs> The TC Martin Show. Jackie's got it. Ace has got numbers three on two to Plum for three. KP, bring it up. Boom, shaka, like a
1: like a. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor.
2: TC Martin to Bay. She's open for three. She sees it. She's got the bucket. one,
0: two, three times for Bay Bay. Bay. TC Martin. And you got that right. Money won't change it. Raquana, Bay Bay Williams.
1: Boom. Oh, oh, oh. This is the greatest show! The ball is in the air. The Las Vegas Aces have won their very first WNBA championship. The doctor is
2: now here. Mercer. Um, in today from chicago the wind trust arena here in downtown chicago and a great location not only for basketball but for food as well too tc martin with you nunchuck back in las vegas in the studio and yes it's been a good six plus days or so since we have been on the air with the long road trip started in seattle to minnesota and now here in chi town and then back to vegas tomorrow as uh, we get ready for the Aces to come back home after, hopefully, a 3-0 road trip. And the Aces looking for victory number 22 tonight here in Chicago against the Chicago Sky. The Aces with the best record in the WNBA, 21-2. And the world champs are feeling really good about themselves. I'm feeling good about myself, too. Uh, be back with you here today and, uh, we'll give you the show from Chicago. And plus we've, uh, got a lot of other stuff, uh, on the table and talk about as well, too. You'll hear from, uh, Paul Gutierrez, uh, regarding the Raiders training camp and, uh, Josh Jacobs. Did he show? Did he not show? We'll get into that. So, uh, we will actually, uh, talk to Paul about that and replay that interview from last week, as well as Al Bernstein, who will again be joining this, uh, this coming up on Thursday. So you'll hear again from Al Bernstein today, as we get ready for the fight of the year at T-Mobile arena coming up on Saturday night, it is Showtime pay-per-view with the undisputed Welterweight championship. It'll be Terrence Crawford taking on Earl Spence jr. Looking forward to that. So we'll break all that down for you. And, uh, Today, joining me here from Chicago, you will hear from Becky Hammond, the head coach of the Las Vegas Aces, uh, certainly on her way to being WNBA Coach of the Year once again after the 21-2 and start. And also you'll hear from one of the newest members uh, this season, Kayla George from Australia. She is a treat, and uh, that'll be fun. So you'll hear from Kayla George coming up a little bit later on. All right, uh, speaking of Aces news, uh, Candace Parker, we have told you that uh, she's been nursing a right ankle injury and a left foot injury. Did not make this road trip well. Uh, the Aces and Candace Parker decided to uh, get surgery. So she had surgery yesterday, and uh, she is recuperating well. Uh, no timetable for her return, but she had surgery on the right ankle yesterday morning, uh, recuperating nicely. And uh, we do not know when Candace Parker will be back, if she will be back this season. And uh, we wish her the best. Hopefully that uh, she does get a chance to come back for the playoffs. And like Becky Hammond said, with her and Raquana Williams, uh, we just want her back for September. You know? So don't know what's going to happen. We'll see how Candace rehabs um, with the right ankle after the surgery yesterday. And we'll keep you posted as we know more. But uh, that is the latest out. Uh, indefinitely candace parker of the aces which is kind of a shame because she was really starting to get into her groove before she got injured three weeks four weeks ago now in dallas and um, she has been injured all season long uh, injured that during training camp and tried to play through it and and wasn't able to do that so we wish candace are the best and we'll be hearing from her as she goes through a rehab and recuperates Uh, from her surgery but uh, several other breaking news moments today in the world of sports and let's start on a very serious note with Bronny james the eldest son of lebron james Uh, he's a freshman at usc as many people know and they were working out getting ready to go to their uh, international trip you know each uh, team gets a international trip every four years and they were getting ready to go to uh, croatia and greece so they were having workouts this week on campus at USC, and Bronny James suffered cardiac arrest. Uh, he was taken to ICU yesterday. Credit the USC medical staff for treating him, getting him immediately to the hospital. Today, he his uh, condition is improved to stable condition it was critical yesterday stable condition so we hope Ronnie James uh, only 18 years old uh, will be okay be able to recover and this is eerily similar to what Demar Hamlin suffered with the Buffalo Bills going back last year and Demar Hamlin back in training camp with the Buffalo Bills today and uh more than likely he will be be able to play at, at 100% for the Bills but uh Yes, with that news of LeBron James' eldest son, 18 years old. Bronny James suffering cardiac arrest yesterday. Again, was in ICU, now in stable condition. And uh, James entering his freshman year at USC. And this is the second straight year that a USC basketball player has suffered a very, very serious injury like this. And it happened... Uh, you know, last year, when USC Center uh, returned in January, he was able to play the final 14 games of the season. But just uh, purely has to be coincidental there. But this was all in a practice session and a workout uh, yesterday. All right, so continue to monitor that story here in the upcoming days. But obviously, today, big day in Las Vegas Raiders training camp uh, underway, and Josh Jacobs did not report to the Raiders training camp in Anderson out of the Intermountain Care uh, Healthcare Facility. And this is what we purely expected. Josh Jacobs, no agreement in place, did not sign the franchise tag. So, therefore, Josh Jacobs cannot be fined. So, what is the incentive for Jacobs to show up during any portion of training camp? None, because he cannot be fined because he doesn't have a contract. So you can't find someone if they don't have a contract, and that is a situation with Josh Jacobs. Now there were several of the high-priced, I guess, marquee running backs in the National Football League that got on a Zoom call yesterday. Christian McCaffrey was on that. Josh Jacobs, we understand, was on that. Saquon Barkley was also on that uh, call, just to name a few. And they were all talking about how they can maybe, you know, come to to terms of the landscape right now with the running back with the narrative being out there that hey running backs are kind of a dime a dozen the big contracts that uh, have dissipated over the years with running backs is is gone so they wanted to kind of maybe take a stance together here in the top you know 5 6 running backs of the NFL got on this call and we're trying to figure out what they could do either you know from a pr standpoint or publicity standpoint to say hey you know, we all got to band together here, and we got to hold out together for, you know, longer deals. You know, the money is not really the major issue. It's the longevity with these running backs, you know, being franchise tagged. So we saw it with Josh Jacobs. It was Saquon Barkley, and uh, there's definitely uh, been an, an issue with running backs in the NFL feeling that they're just not valued as they should be. You look at Josh Jacobs. We've talked about this a lot. This guy ran for over 1,600 yards, led the NFL in that category, led the NFL in the most touches, most touches. That's carrying the football, receiving the football, 393 touches for Josh Jacobs last year. And he was in this exact same, uh, similar situation last year. And he says, you know what? I'm going to prove to them that I'm worth this money and worth a long-term deal. Well, the Raiders said, we're going to franchise you. We're going to give you $10.1 million. All he's got to do is sign that tag, and Josh Jacobs has not done that. He wants more money. He wants a longer term. He would love to end his career and spend the majority of his career with the Raiders. He was looking for at least a three- or four-year deal, and uh, the Raiders have said they're not going to do it. The Raiders did say today in a press release that they are respecting Josh Jacobs' um, stand of not reporting. They're going to let the agent in the Raiders' front office negotiate this deal and no ill will towards Josh Jacobs. And again, I think the key here is that he cannot be fined for missing camp. So many other running backs who want to hold out of training camp are usually under contract. And then get fined a boatload of money. But that is not the case with Josh Jacobs. Now, the big news today comes out of New York with Saquon Barkley. Because after that Zoom call yesterday, and after hearing Barkley for the past couple weeks talk about he was ready to sit out, not just training camp, but he was ready to sit out the entire year. Uh, how about this about-face move? Saquon Barkley signs the franchise tag earlier this morning saquon barkley was at giants training camp at 8 a.m this morning pads on ready to go and uh the deal came to terms late last night and saquon barkley signed a one-year contract extension basically it is the franchise tag now the deal was adjusted to a two-year signing bonus so he's going to get his $10.1 million, and here's the caveat with that, that's fully guaranteed. So he will make all of that money, get all of that money, and then he also has an incentive-based deal as well, too, for an additional additional uh, $900,000, and here's how they broke this thing down. They broke it down with $300,000 for three different categories if he reaches, so so-called milestone incentives. So he will get 300K if he eclipses 1,350 rushing yards. But there's also a caveat with that, that must include a playoff berth. Yes. So the 1,350 yards by itself is not just enough. It's all about a playoff berth as well, too. So that is one stipulation. The other is if he has 11 touchdowns, passing, or rather receiving, rushing, 11 touchdowns, he'll get another $300,000. And then if he eclipses 65 receptions, there's another 300K right there. So the other part of the deal that favors the Giants in this, and this is exactly what Barkley did not want, is they... Can franchise tag him again next year? And that's specifically what Barkley did not want. But Barkley gave that up. So he's a training camp. He's going to be a Giant. We talk about the circus that is going to ensue, probably at Giants camp, especially you know if, if he did not come to terms. But it'll still be a circus, I imagine, at least for the first few days. Because the media, they're all going to be all over him saying, Why would you sign this? What made you change your mind? And maybe because Saquon Barkley is a good teammate. Maybe that's the reason why. That Barkley is going to come into camp, wants to put all this behind him, and it sounds like he's taking the Josh Jacobs approach that Jacobs took last year, saying, okay, I'll play your game, I'm going to put up some record numbers, and then you're going to have to pay me. Well, it really hasn't worked out for Josh Jacobs that way as the Raiders are standing pat, in Las Vegas about not uh, signing him to a, a long-term deal. So that's what, that's what we have with that. All right, so, yeah, there's, there's your breaking news uh, here of the day. We are live in Chicago, and I can tell you that uh, we're getting ready for Aces and Sky tonight. We're looking forward to that game, and uh, we'll hit more on uh, the NFL with Paul Gutierrez a little bit later on as well, and you'll hear, again, uh, from Becky Ham and Kayla George. Um, before this game here today on our show, but we continue on with uh, you thoughts and everything else here live from Chicago. Big Al is on the phone. Big Al's calling in. Longtime Chicago native. What's going on, brother? Hey, how you doing, T? Welcome to the Windy
1: City, huh? That's it, man. You know how much I love the Windy guys- City. I always have. Oh yeah, well you you're always a North Side guy. I used to hang out hang out at Loyola and hang out by Wrigley, now. The new arena is closer to McCormick Place, correct?
2: Correct. Yeah, yeah, right here McCormick Place, so, which is basically south. So you, Loop. To, yeah.
1: so, you, so you had to tap the vast knowledge of restaurant tourism, <laughs> which I know you're a very, uh, you are a connoisseur of the restaurant tourism. But you needed to get some soft
2: side digs for the big boy. That's true. Uh, Numb Chuck, breaking news because of all the breaking news today. Big Al Lorenz, my longtime tag team partner back in the day, the NWC. And even going further back than that, he came up big for me with the food options. And so I got, I'm going to give double shout-outs today. Chris Bosio, my man Boz, who spent so many years here as the Cubs pitching coach, won a World Series ring in 2016. So he turned me on to, the, to Chicago Cut, the steakhouse. Outstanding. Did I get on that bad boy last night. Overlook of the Chicago River. And, Big Al, you know about Chicago Cut. You know the Riverwalk. Oh, you know,
1: absolutely. Yeah. I Absolutely. Mean the, the,
2: the boats passing by. Even numchuck who's kind of a suburb guy. Well, you know, he's a suburb guy. I think he he, he, he got to the Riverwalk occasionally.
1: Once in a great while I was Once sitting at that place. Yeah. There on.
2: you go. But uh, the Chicago Cut was fantastic. And he, so here's what Boss said to me. He goes, He goes, not only is the ambience great and the food's great, it's outstanding, you're going to love it, he goes, but you never know who you're going to run into there. So, now, since we're all Cubs fans here, Big Al, Chuck, and myself, I'm on the lookout, and I get there last night. and, And Boz is right. I mean, there were athletes that were there. There were actors that were there. And you know who comes walking by my table? None other than the Chicago White Sox Entire broadcast crew. Broadcast. Holy cow. Nah, 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 nah. And and we know. He started
1: as as a White Sox.
2: He did. He did. He did. But I I, I saw those guys last night, and I'm going, oh, mercy. Because as we know, the Crosstown Classic starts tonight here. Uh, You know? Yes, it does. Cubs and White Sox over on the south side. And, uh, And my man, who came through with tickets for me at Wrigley Field Sunday, is on the hill tonight for the Cubbies kyle hendricks so you, you know telling? there's going to be a courtesy wager on the cubbies tonight because kyle hendricks hooked me up at wrigley on sunday for the for the cubs and the Deadbirds, as you like to say big al but yes B- big al has come through for me today i went to uh one of big Al's spots uh a couple big al spots but uh, today specifically it was a phenomenal guru and i gotta give you tons of of uh, credit, and I went on social media, did did the uh, did the posting, but uh, rock solid at uh, Rico Beanie's. Rico Beanie's fantastic. Rico Benny's What's the proper pronunciation Rico now? Rico Benny's. Yeah, it, it, it's,
1: Rico, it's Rico Benny's. Get it right. It's on West 26th Street. <laughs> it's a little bit west of a little bit west of the uh, Dan Ryan Expressway on 26th Street. Yep. A lot of Sox fans go there, unfortunately, because you're right there at Bridgeport. But Hold on, uh, Be- hold on. Let me stop Benny's you right there.
2: there. Absolutely nailed. Let me stop you right there, because this is why I love the place. Okay, not only do they have the great food, they're open until 1230 a.m. They've been there since 1946. It's a family-owned uh, joint, which I love, right? But what do you think the entire crew was wearing, Big Al? Cubbies gear. Hopefully, hopefully Cubby blue. All Cubbies gear. All Cubbies. No White Sox to be seen in that mug, and I loved it. Well,
1: yeah. Like you say, you when you when you were you at the when you were at the uh, the chop the chop cut last night. I don't even know who the White Sox broadcasters are. Is it? Len, I know let Len Casper went down there. I don't know. Was he part of the crew? Yeah. Then uh, was Stony? Was Stony? Was Stony
2: with him? He. he I no. Too, I, didn't, so I, didn't, so I didn't. I didn't. see. I got no respect for either one of them. Yeah. 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 So we'll just leave that. Facts. That. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. Uh, the the traditional award winning uh, breaded steak sandwich, fantastic. And uh, I got a chance to talk to the owner today, sat down, and uh, I love this. So the family's from Italy, right? And this guy is from, who runs the, the, he's the general manager. He's from Bosnia. Just got back from Croatia, by the way. And so the um, the family that owns it, and, of course, that it's named after their, their last name, right? Uh, fantastic uh, family, the uh, Rico Benis fantastic uh german descent italian descent and uh they kind of shared kind of the secret recipe with me as well too big al of because uh, i never had a breaded steak before now nunchuck have you uh. ever had the breaded steak sandwich oh sure i call that no i know I you have that, but has okay. been, has nunchuck <laughs> nunchuck you went silent on me Okay, we lost I did. Check. No, I'm okay. here. Okay. So have you ever had the, the bread and steak sandwich? No, I have not. Okay. Big Al, tell them about it. Have you ever been to Rico Benny's dump check?
1: That's the better question. I have not. It's only one location well, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 Don't call yourself don't call yourself a Chicago until you've been to Rico <laughs> Benny's. <laughs> Oh! Hey,
2: I never, I never went until today. I never heard of it. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, Nunchucks,
1: not a Steve. Chicagoan. <laughs> that's it. T Key, you're you're a Vegas and Green Bay guy, so that that's okay. I'm a Sat guy, baby. I'm a Sat guy, a Vegas guy, well, and a I Green know, Bay I guy. Know. You're, there you go. Sat guy, true and true. There you go. Sat guy, true all the true, above. But- you know,
2: I spent a lot of time in chi Town, Big Al, as you know. Yes, but yeah, but you've taken me to you've taken me to many
1: places in Green Bay. Yeah, outstanding. Yep. Vegas, outstanding. You've taken me to places in Sac when we used to travel up with the NWC. Yep. outstanding. So I thought re- I thought I
2: returned a favor uh, big time. I uh, came through big time, and then of course Lou Malnati's. Okay, that was my first stop, courtesy of Big Al, and we know what that's all about—the uh, deep dish, uh, outstanding fantastic and uh, what I did not post I don't think I told you guys I did have the minestrone soup as well to to start off the evening a couple nights ago minestrone outstanding there lumalnatis so no uh, big big assist and then al al's got one more spot for me to go which I'm going to go post game tonight uh, and that's paisanos ironically enough across from the arena well it's perfect because it's that's Lou Belknotti's son that owns the that
1: owns the franchise, Paizanos. There you go. All right. So you're going to eat. You're going to you're going to eat. You're, well, uh, it sounds like you've done nothing in Chicago but eat, buddy.
2: You know, well, I, and, and, and I watched some baseball, and of course, I went to Murphy's. But kay? hold on. Yes. While,
0: while watching baseball, yes. you were scarfing down dogs.
2: I was scarfing down the Vienna All Beef Dogs, and not only was I scarfing down the Vienna All Beef Dogs, the gold medal of all hot dogs, which you guys know I'm the hugest endorser of that, but what I have not been able to get in Vegas, are you ready for this? Yes. At Murphy's, the quarter pound Vienna All Beef Dog. The quarter pound. Charred. One question to you. One question to you. I got. A, I got a quick question about the about yeah. the hot dog. Yes. Was it on a black poppy seed S. Rosen bun? So here's the dealio with that, my friend. Uh, neither one was at Murphy's or at Wrigley, and I was pretty bummed about that. Pretty bummed because, as you know, Big Al, at Wrigley, before they went through the renovation, you know, they, they had the poppy seed bun. They had the Vienna. They made it fresh. They, they grill the onions right in front of you. All that's gone now. So a little bone to pick on a terrible Tuesday with Wrigley. Guys, it's all grab and go now. It's grab and go. And, and, yeah. I, and, I, and I left the line, you know, behind the uh, you know the, the, the third base dugout, and I started walking the concourse, and, sa- and I kept running to grab and goes. I don't want grab and go. I don't want to, you know, made an hour ago. I can't have that. So, you know what I did? You know what I did? Ca- I, 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 I called a halt to the bout, and I called a halt to the the 38 people behind me, and I said, can I get a fresh grilled one? And the girl says, of course you can. And this lady came up and started yelling at me, but I was slowing down the line. And I said, listen, baby, I'm here for one game. I haven't been here in eight years, okay? I'm getting the old school Vienna beef grilled as it should be, you can go get your little grilled or your your boiled one in your grab-and-go line. Go around. Breaking news. TC TC is a hot
1: dog snob.
2: Of course. I'm a connoisseur. You know that. He doesn't
1: know any better. Yeah, she's used to the grab. She's used to the grab and go. Those are the those are the Yuppy Cup fans that weren't there. That weren't there when there were three thousand people in the place, well, and you walk in and pay fifty cents to get in the bleachers. And the first place you went to
2: was the hot dog and Smoky Link cart. Right. Of course. Hey, full disclosure, Al, they were Cards fans. Says it all right there. They were yeah. Cardinals fans. Well, that
1: yeah, that that that. that you know, no deference to my no deference to my family who lives in the St. Louis area and we're all dead bird fans. What can I tell you? You know?
2: Yeah. So wait, uh, T, when do you leave? When do I leave? When do you leave? Um, tomorrow. I leave tomorrow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I make yeah. a request for you? Yes. Go to Portillos. I know. Everyone's been saying Portillos. Portillos. Yeah. yeah. I'll do that. All right Not guys. Shot. I gotta Don't I gotta get shot. back to work. I gotta get back to work here. I gotta get you back to work. Franchise Fran- no, I No no, don't I be know. a friend. see see numchuck showing
1: his because he's a he's a franchise guy. You've got to go to Rico ben- You you see, it's see true you didn't have a chance to have a dog at the <laughs> Ben. You didn't have a chance to have a dog at no, ben Rico Ben. No, I'm going back to Regal Benny. He's over till twelve thirty and beef.
2: I'm and I'm getting the pizza as well, too. So there you go. All right. Or a beef you know. You had the bread and steak though, that's enough. Yeah, thank you, brother. I appreciate it. Big time. Appreciate it. Appreciate anytime it. Anytime I can we'll- anytime to be a service. I appreciate you checking in too, big Al. There it is. All right. Uh Big Al joining us. There it is. My man from Chicago by way of Curacao. You gotta love that. All right. We continue on here today. You'll hear from Becky Hammond. You'll hear from Kayla George here as Aces get ready for the Chicago Sky. And that and a whole lot more coming your way. We got Al Bernstein on the way. Paul Gutierrez, maybe a couple terrible Tuesday takes. Uh, we'll see as we continue on with a live slash best of show from the Windy City, Chicago. Aces in the house here tonight at the Trust Arena looking for win number 22.
0: T.C. Martin Show. There's only one thing we know for sure. The Giants of New York took on the Packers of Green Bay. The Dr. T.C. Martin. He was a most ripping victory by kicking an oblong ball made of skin to a big H.
2: The Doctor is now in <laughs> Plenty of NFL news to touch on today, and of course, we touch about Naredas when none other than our good friend Paul Gutierrez, ESPN. Paul, what's going on, brother? What's going on, TZ? How you been? I've been good, man. Busy, busy, busy. uh, A lot of traveling, and you know what that's all about, man. So, uh... Yeah. Uh, we know what that's about, but uh no, I wanted to get with you here and 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 talk a little off-season football because as we know, training camp is right around the corner. Uh rookies going to report uh, as soon as next week, uh veterans 5 days after that here in Las Vegas. So, uh, I hate to break the news to you my friend, but your off-season's done. All right? You you you're working now. Non-stop. You're going <laughs> you're going till February as uh Bill
0: Belichick once said, no days off for Paul Gutierrez. You know, well, here's the thing though, TC, is there is no such thing as an off season in football anymore. I so know. it's just kind of like, just, it just basically means that, uh, you're actually looking forward to it, from my perspective, to actually covering some games instead of chasing rumors and innuendos and contract stuff. You know, where are the games? And I know we got some time before that, but that, I think every, uh, beat writer worth their salt will tell you that's what they're looking forward to. And, uh, that's what I'm looking forward to is just getting into camp and, and seeing there's numerous storylines to follow anyway. Um, first and foremost at quarterback but then you got the running back situation and you got everything else that comes along with it the defense too so that's what i'm looking forward to is just diving in and and seeing these guys face to face
2: absolutely all right paul gutierrez joins us does a fantastic job for espn of course covering the raiders on the beat here in vegas the franchise tag deadline came and passed yesterday without any long-term deals for josh jacobs or saquon barkley uh both more than likely will be sitting out training camp and let's focus in on Josh Jacobs you know with you i mean considering everything that went down last off season uh this is pretty much expected right no long term deal
0: i believe so and that's kind of the way i looked at it was you, you got the sense that that they were going to talk and 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 people that i talked to in the building yesterday said that you know Jacobs was there and they met face-to-face, and and from the Raider perspective, they want to put the best face on it anyway, right? So they they told me that it was anything but contentious, the uh, deliberations that went back and forth, and that they said they took it up to the final possible minute before the deadline hit to get something done. They didn't get it done, so now the ball is totally, literally, and figuratively in Josh Jacobs' hands as to when he wants to show up, and that's his right because that's just the way this thing works out. What you, as a fan, I guess— What you're hoping for is that he does not come in disgruntled, upset, and lets that affect his play in a negative way. Because if he was upset and disgruntled and not having his fifth-year option picked up last year, well, then that worked its way out great, not only for himself, but for the team. It's just that it's just a strange depressed market for running backs anymore Um, you know you and i you know we're we're of a certain age where i, I remember when running back was the glamour position on um, besides quarterbacks obviously but you know when you could run them out there and it was walter paid and eric dickerson and and uh marcus allen and on and earl campbell and on and on and on those guys are are not valued as much as those guys were back then and, and to me the most interesting thing to me that was pointed out was the tag for a running back this season 10.091 million is less than the tag was five years ago for a running back. And that wow. just tells you, right, all you need to know about what the tag is and, and how underappreciated running backs are, especially when they get paid are going forward.
2: And that is a great point. Uh, because I don't really have heard anybody even talk about that or say that. And then, of course, now – you know, with social media and you know, everybody getting word what's happening. I mean, we heard Derek Henry come out yesterday and talk about it. Other running backs have said, Hey, you know, Austin Eckler uh said in paraphrasing here, it was just like, Hey, uh, you know, nobody values, you know, this position. I mean, it's it it's ridiculous. So you got a lot of disgruntled running backs, you know, right now, even though the average fan will look at this or the naysayer will say, Hey man, you're still making ten ten million, but you're right, it is a depreciated position. Uh uh, the landscape is not there for the running back right now just from the i would say maybe the yardage side of it the money side of it you know you know you know all of it and uh, i hope fantasy football owners realize that too paul because i'm sick and tired of these guys drafting running backs with the first couple picks <laughs> i mean why can't they be like the regular nfl and draft quarterbacks 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 and wide receivers it's a passing league but still these hammonegers want to draft running backs
0: That's another story. That's why I just, uh, yeah, that's why I take the the Nancy Reagan approach and just say no to fantasy football. (laughs) There you go. All right. We did hear that the Raiders
2: made an offer to Josh Jacobs, right? But it wasn't to his liking. Do you know what the offer
0: was? I don't. I've seen it. Uh, My colleague Adam Schefter has, has posited some theories out there about it, that it was about the money. But I did see that Josh Jacobs, who's been, you know, to his credit, and to his detriment, I guess, has been really quiet throughout this whole process, except for some cryptic tweets. And he tweeted at somebody yesterday that uh, it wasn't about the money; it was about the security. Mm-hmm. So if it's about the security, that makes more sense. If, if you know, because that's what the thing about yet you, you sign the tag, you get that money, and it's a decent payday for for the, the the regular Joe, right? For for ten million a year, but but I'm not trying to get in anybody else's pocket either. I'm always of the mind: get as much as you can when you can. Mm-hmm. So. If it's not about the money, then it's about the security. And the franchise tag does not give you security beyond that one year. So that makes all the sense in the world. No, and I think that's exactly what it is
2: for anybody. who They don't want to be franchised. And this has been going on for years and years because they want to have that long-term deal. They want to, of course, there's more money that comes with that. But then again, you know, you're going to kind of guarantee that you're going to be, you know, with one team, live in one area, especially if you're a family guy. I mean, I think everybody wants to have that. That type of security, and with that comes money, comes larger signing bonuses, and, and, and all that other kind of stuff. So I, I get that. Now, what have the negotiations been like, or the conversations been like, between the Raiders and Jacobs? Do you know, has it been friendly? Has it been non-existent? You said that Josh was in the building yesterday, they actually talked, but what about uh, the last couple months during the
0: offseason? Yeah, it's been interesting, because... When we last talked to Josh, the last time Josh really made himself available to talk about the subject was the day after the season on locker cleanout day and and he said he wants to be back. He wants to to be a part of this. they you know when he was drafted, he and Max Crosby were among that draft class where they said, "Hey, we need to change the culture and make things happen and turn this into a winner again and And you see flashes of it since they've both been in the NFL but he also said and he was real cryptic with this in his words, we said it's got to make sense." And to me, the first thing I thought of as in dollars and cents, right? I mean, you need the security, you need the payday. And unfortunately, you know, I've covered baseball as well. Um, Baseball contracts are kind of paid out based upon what the player is expected to do. Football contracts are kind of paid out the exact opposite. I'm sorry. Baseball is about what they've done. Football is about right. what they're expected to do. So with the running back, the shelf life of a running back is not that long. That's why the value of, of a running back has been depreciated so much. So, when he says that, it's got to make sense. Well, what does that look like? What does that mean? As the offseason gone on and there was just different cryptic tweets from him where at one point he said, uh, Sometimes it's not about us. We got to take care of those that come after us. Well, to me, that means he wants to affect a market that uh, depreciates running backs. And yet, here we are. So, Again, I I just heard from the Raider perspective, Josh's side has been really quiet about the whole thing, but the Raiders, and they want it to be very um, non-confrontational because we might be facing the same situation again from now if they tag him again or if he has another great season. But the way I was told was that from the Raider perspective, they felt good about where negotiations ended because that gives them a starting point going into next season. Because, again, because he didn't sign the tag, or not because he didn't sign the tag, because they didn't... um, come to a long-term agreement by the deadline, they cannot now have a new contract until the end of this coming season. So if and when he decides to play, he's going to be on that franchise tag number of 10.091 million. How do you think
2: this plays out moving
0: forward? I don't know. I don't know because until I talk to Josh or see his face or see his body language, you just don't know. And he said all the right things last year. It was obvious though, that he was not happy that he didn't have his 50 year option picked up and and he proved it. He showed it on the field, took a lot of that anger out on opposing teams when he becomes the first rated running back to lead the league in rushing since Marcus Allen. Mm -hmm. So this seems a little different, but again, I don't, I don't want to try to get in anybody's head and say it it just as an observer and somebody that's covered the league for, a while, this feels different. But we'll see when Josh does show up. If nothing else, the Raiders kind of did him a solid by switching his number from 28 to 8, his college number. And I know he wanted to do that a couple years ago anyways. But now that his rookie contract is up, now he can kind of go ahead and do that. And it makes a little bit more sense. But, yeah, I don't know. Long answer to your short question. I don't know until we talk to Josh and or see him and see his body language.
2: And he gets number eight since Marcus Mariota's gone too. There you go. There you go. <laughs> uh, even though there's no comparison, who's more valuable with that number eight? Uh, but that will yeah. look, uh, that, it's always looking strange sometimes, you know, when you see these NFL running backs, you know, wearing the single digits, you know, but, um, all right. Does this scream Le'Veon Bell to you? I mean, you've been covering this league a long time. I mean, remember Le'Veon Bell when he did this w- w- with the Steelers, his career was never the same.
0: No, and he apologized. he apologized to the seal of France for doing it so it's, if if nothing else, yeah, he made his point. He went nuclear. He pulled the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I believe by his apologizing, it serves as a cautionary tale. um you know, and with Josh, you know what he came from, what he grew up with, growing up homeless, living in a car with his with his siblings and with his, his dad. Um, you know, he's, there's a little bit different of an appreciation there, so to speak. Um, you know, not, not taking anything away from what Bell did, but I, I can't see him sitting out the whole time and, and maybe for his body. And that was one time, because I did have a couple of conversations with Josh toward the end of the season last year before he started getting dinged up. This was late in the season, late November, and he was stunned. Honestly, I think it was after the Seattle game when he had the 86 yard walk off. And he just told me he was stunned with how little dinged up he was he had no aches no pains no bruises nothing and he was just running like crazy the last month of the season though it took its toll on him so maybe by not doing training camp the mindset is hey i'll come in even that much fresher And that that less month at the beginning of the season serves him better towards the end but as we all know there's nothing like taking a real not, i guess we don't know but what they tell us <laughs> there's nothing like taking a live nfl hit um coming straight off the street like uh, like he would, and, and again, being old enough to remember this, I remember when Eric Dickerson held out in uh, 1985. I want to say, and he just did not look the same. And that was after he ran for 2,105 yards and set the record. So it, it's real interesting how much these guys need just to get a little bit of that taste that that hit because they're not getting it in the preseason games. They get more work um, in those joint practices. And they've got a pair of them back to back when they play host to the 49ers and then they go play the Rams. They're going to, that's where the starters and those guys are going to get it. So maybe that should be around the time to look for them to maybe show up to get some run at that point.
2: All right. Final thing here for you, Paul, uh, how does this affect the Raiders offense, say without Jacobs? And then the other part of this, give us a Jimmy Garoppolo update because, uh, you know, we still don't know how how he's going to be and react to, you know, coming off, uh, the offseason surgery. Uh, quick thoughts on those two things.
0: Yeah. So Garoppolo again from what I'm told is they expect him to they expect to ease him into training camp. Uh what that means, what that looks like, I don't know. I mean they report on Tuesday, first practice is Wednesday. Uh we'll see if he's out there and then he, that'll be the the story of the day. Jimmy Garoppolo is either there or he's not. Right here and now I'm told that they expect to ease him in, whatever that means. Um, how does this affect the offense without if Josh Jacobs isn't there? It's interesting because Josh McDaniels told me last year that Jacobs uh, success in his productivity as a single running back surprised him because he's never really had that in his career as a play caller he's always had the running back by committee so if Josh isn't there I guess you kind of lean and it might be crazy talk whistling past the graveyard to think this way but if he's not there then they can do the running back by committee with Amir Abdullah Brandon Bolden and a healthy dose is Amir White The the negative to that though those three guys last season they combined for just 156 rushing yards on 38 carries and no touchdowns last year. So that's that's a lot of productivity they got to make up. Could Zamir White be that guy that
2: maybe comes out of nowhere? I mean, again, very good college career. You know, at Georgia, uh, very similar to to Jacobs when he was at Alabama. Uh, but you know, I've kind of liked what I've always kind of seen from Zamir White in college, and the little bit that we've seen of him here. Quick thoughts on him.
0: Yeah, I don't know if he has that same shiftiness that Josh does, but then again, I don't know who does, right? I mean, right. when Josh gets to that second level, he's real shifty and makes guys miss. Zamir in his limited touches last year, you didn't really see that, but you saw a flash here and there of how he could be a power back, of how he could have that second gear. So I don't know. He's got to stay healthy, Um and, and we're going to get a good dose of him in the preseason. Especially in those preseason games, so we'll, that that'll tell the tale a little bit there as well.
2: He is Paul. He is Paul Gutierrez, ESPN. Paul, appreciate the time as always. Look forward to talk with you during the course of training camp and this season. Rest up, my friend, and uh, we look forward to talking with you down the road. My pleasure. No off seasons. Yes, yeah, it baby. No days off. No off seasons. Take care, brother. Take care. All right, there he is. A uh, fantastic job. Uh, does a fantastic job not only with covering the NFL, but I remember, you know, Paul covering Major League Baseball um, back in the day, and uh, with ESPN, does a great job. And of course, he's on that Raiders beat back here in Chicago as the Aces get ready to take on the. Chicago here tonight, as you heard for, from Paul Gutierrez talking about the Raiders and Josh Jacobs. Again, Josh Jacobs not uh, showing up to training camp, and the Raiders will continue to try to negotiate a deal, but they're going to respect Josh Jacobs' stance uh, as well. So interesting stuff, of course, there from Paul Gutierrez, and we will continue to monitor that uh, situation as well. Talked about Saquon Barkley deciding to sign his franchise tag uh, with the Giants earlier this morning. So he is in Giants camp. He's shown up. But Josh Jacobs, not the case. So, yeah, Raiders training camp uh, today, uh, day number one for the veterans. The rookies showed up five days ago. And so today the first uh, full action, spirited from everything that we heard uh, today, and uh, it is Josh McDaniel's second training camp with the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, we'll have to find out uh, how good uh, he will be here coming off the off-season surgery that he had in March. So Garoppolo, the Raiders now franchise quarterback, coming off the injury. Devontae Adams, completely healthy, ready to go. So, yep, Raiders... Uh, We'll have the first preseason game here coming up in two weeks. Look forward to that. All right, continuing on here in Chicago and the Aces and uh, the Sky, you're going to hear from Becky Hammond coming up uh, a little bit uh, later on next hour, and you also hear from uh, Kayla George, the uh, first-year player with the Aces but has an extensive career in uh, Australia where she was a four-time champion, she was the MVP of the WNBL, which is the Australian National League, and she has struggled a little bit since, you know, coming back here to the WNBA. She did have a stint with the, uh, a couple stints with the Phoenix Mercury many years ago, and then 2018 she was actually with the Dallas Wings, and then decided to go back to Australia and play for uh, her national team. And anytime you talk about players from Australia, you'll mention Liz Cambage because she has basically been the focal point for women's basketball and, of course, former member of the Aces. Uh, Liz in Las Vegas uh, for two years. And uh, Kayla George probably doesn't like a lot of those Liz Cambage references uh, as well, too, because Liz is one of those girls that, hey, I mean... She's great. I really liked her, but sometimes uh, she gets along well with with teammates and coaches, and other times uh, she, she doesn't. But uh, I'll tell you one thing about Kayla George. She is uh, definitely very energetic. Uh, everybody on this Aces team loves her, and they're glad to have her here, and she's starting to get uh, a little more and more playing time. One of the main reasons that she needs pl- uh, going to get more playing time is because Candace Parker, the injury to Candace Parker, and Candace Parker had surgery earlier um, to uh, yesterday, so right ankle surgery, very severe injury. We'll talk to Becky Hammond uh, about that and give us uh, some of the details regarding the injury and the timetable for Candace to return, and I would probably say right now, highly unlikely that Candace does return Uh, this year and it's uh it's unfortunate but remember the aces won a championship without Candace parker so they certainly can do it uh, again especially the way this team is playing and remember Raquana williams has been out since the the training camp with the uh, back injury so uh, aces do have a short bench but it has not come back uh, to hurt them as of yet it's funny because I'm sitting there watching ESPN earlier today, and ESPN does have the, the national broadcast of the uh, game tonight. So the uh, television portion starts at 4 p.m. here in Chicago, and Rebecca Lobo will be on that. And the talk now is, okay, are the Aces going to lose again? And if you looked at the headlines on Sports Center this morning, it said, can anybody hang with the Aces? And... If you don't watch the WNBA, I get it. You know, you're going to you're, you're look at a team that's 21-2, and two, and the next best record is a team that, you know, that has, you know, five losses like the New York Liberty. New York Liberty is a very good team. They will continue to get better. The Aces played the Liberty once and defeated them. are going to have three more meetings coming up with them. And you got Brianna Stewart. You got Courtney Vandersloot. You got John Quell Jones. Yes, they could beat the Aces. The Connecticut Sun, uh, who the Aces defeated in the finals last year in four games. Yes, they could beat the Aces. They beat the Aces one game already this year. So there are teams, especially if you get hit by the injury bug or something happens, it's not a foregone conclusion that the Aces are going to win the title. And do I think they're gonna win the title? Absolutely, especially if they stay healthy. But that is the key caveat. No one expected Candace Parker to be injured, and now more than likely she'll be out for the season. So that is a blow. But there's no way any team can be able to withstand an injury to any of their frontline players. So knock on wood that Asia Wilson, Kelsey Plum, Chelsea Gray, that Jackie Young, that they stay healthy. They stay healthy. Sure, the Aces are their favorite, and they should be. But this is a crazy game. It doesn't matter if it's the NBA, college basketball, or the WNBA. A twisted ankle. I mean, we've seen it time and time again. And this team, over this first six seasons in Las Vegas, they have had some pretty bad injuries. And, you know, we've seen Kelsey Plum lose a season. D'Erika Hamby lose two seasons, you know, when she was a member of the Aces here. So... Um, Asia Wilson's had a couple scary moments where she's missed some time. So, yeah, that narrative that's out there, can the Aces be beaten? Can anybody take them down? Yes. Ab- absolutely they could. But if they stay healthy, continue doing what they're doing, um, they will be more than fine. And they're on their way to the number one seed. And uh, we look forward to the rest of this season, look forward to tonight's game, and look forward to the playoffs. All right. So, all right. Coming up uh, next hour, Al Bernstein. We'll talk to him regarding Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence Jr. Fantastic fight coming up on Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. And then uh, back here at the arena, you will hear from Becky Hammond and Kayla George as we get ready for the aces and the sky coming your way here tonight. All right. Continuing on here on a terrible Tuesday. But it's a tremendous Tuesday here in Chicago. Should be a tremendous Tuesday for the Las Vegas Aces as well. Brian Feldman's going to be in for me tomorrow, and then uh, I'll be back in Vegas on Thursday, and of course, Friday at the Westgate inside the Superbook. So hang tight for all of that. More in store around the door, more of what you're looking for. Hour number two, right around the corner.